I'd like to thank you for joining me. I'm Derek Grant, your host. I'm a former Harlem Globetrotter. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. More than anything, I am an enthusiast for the game called life. My hope is with this podcast to show you that we're actually all more connected than what we think. We all go through the struggles of life. We all have to endure the storms. No one's trek to the top of their mountain is a straight line. Thank you for joining me. This is the Pathway to Your Results podcast. I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of the Pathway to Your Results podcast. I am uh, extremely excited about this guest. Uh, you want to talk about one of the purest human beings on this planet. This is, this is him. He was uh, played football at Virginia. He now plays for the Los Angeles Chargers. Six foot, although he's not 224 anymore, he's a little closer to 210, but um, this man, Joe Reed, is, for those that know him, it is a blessing. And I, I, he was one of the guests I had to get on this show and kind of walk through to see how he got to be where he's at. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joe Reed of the Los Angeles Chargers. Joe, hey, thanks for having how me. are you, man? I'm doing well, man. Another, another day above, so I'm, I'm doing well. You know, it's, uh, I enjoy my Wednesdays. It's more of a rehab and a, a body work day, so... I've been finished since about noon, and you know I'm just packing, getting ready for the weekend, ready to hit the road. But you know I'm doing well. So now you're in your off season. So where where I guess this is your first this is your first off season being a professional football player. Where are you spending it right now? Yeah, so I've been in Fort Lauderdale since the beginning of February. Um, kind of took the month of January off, did some traveling, took a trip or two, spent some time with my family. Uh, packed up the first day of February, drove down here to Florida, and I've been here ever since. So, so there's, there's, uh, you, you've been on both sides, right? You've been on the West Coast, you've been on the East Coast. Which one has the better sun? Which one has the better beaches? Man, you know what? I can't lie. The, the California beaches are, they're beautiful, man. It's just looking, being on a cliff sometimes and just looking out. Um, one of my favorite places to go is Laguna Beach. And, you know, they just had this awesome cliff. This, they, had, they had this restaurant actually called The Cliff. Mm. And you're just looking down over the ocean. And, you know, you can't beat those sunsets. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sunset guy. I can't beat those sunsets. And uh, I, I got to give it to the West Coast. So if I hear you right, you're saying that basically California is just a vibe in of itself. Oh, absolutely. Man. Absolutely. I just love, I just love Florida, too. I'm kind of torn. I'm, I'm really torn. Um, I trained down here last year and for Lauderdale and I just loved, I loved the area. I love where I was working out and really just fell in love with, with the area itself. But then I got to Cali and I'm like, wow, like this is just the, the West coast version um, of South Florida. So, you know, luckily I, I can, to be able to say that I can spend my time in either places at either time, you know, is a huge blessing. That's, 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 uh, that's not bad at all, man. So, Walk us through, man, because, I mean, you're living, obviously, you're living probably your childhood dream, and here you are. You're originally from Virginia, correct? Correct. You played high school ball. Um, you go on to the University of Virginia, and when you real like, like, what point did you realize, like, yo, I, I can play in the league? Like, I know I can. 
That's a great question. It wasn't up until my third year of playing football. It was like halfway through the season. I kid you not. Like up until then, you know, I'm just I'm playing ball. Like I, I love the sport, obviously. Um, but the main thing I was doing was just trying to graduate. Mm. You know, get, get that University of Virginia degree. Um, keep going and and, and seeing where life is going to take me. But you know, I promise is like one day I woke up and then I just I just felt this. Like, I, I was more driven for whatever reason. Man. <clears throat> um, it was about halfway through my third season, you know. And then I just started snapping, you know, like scoring two, two, three touchdowns a game. And I could not make this up. <laughs> I was like, yo, like, what is what is going on right now? So, man, I finished that season. Like, I, I've never played ball like that. Like, it was, it was, it was crazy. I finished that season. Oh, man, I'm playing tech. I had a one-handed grab for a touchdown. Man. Um, I had another touchdown, like 50 yards, just going crazy. And then after that, I'm like, like, I have it in me. You know, now it's just a matter of putting my mind to it and, you know, just, just taking that that next step. So so you saying that, like, I'm just imagining, like, I, I kind of have a visualization. Like, you're in bed, right? You go to bed on, like, a Friday night and you're Joe Reed, right, at UVA. And then you wake up Saturday morning, you're like, yo, like, I'm great. I'm great. great. I can do anything. Like, what, like now that you 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 can look back on it, like did you always have that in you, or you just had to find it yourself? Man, absolutely. I I've always had that in me. It was just a matter of you know taking that leap of faith, and I was kind of like that guy, you know, just I like to be comfortable. Mm. Um, I didn't I didn't want to be outside my box, you know, too much. But it was just that one day I'm like, you know, just I just gotta take this leap, take this leap of faith, um, accept that there are gonna be some failures and you know, just become a man and, and overcome those failures. And you know, that's that's how it how it sparked for me. Wow. Where'd you get this this perspective, this this um this fearless um attitude? Where is it parents or like where where'd you get because I you know, you deal with people, you see that not everyone has discovered this within. I think we're all born with it, but I don't think everybody discovers it. Where did you, where, who do you think you got this from? Yeah. So for me, it was just, it came, it came from experience. Mm. So, you know, a lot of listeners, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm from a very small, small town, you know, population of around 500 people. Oh. Um, so I was, I was always put in these positions, you know, that, in my mind, I, I didn't think I was quite ready for. Um, I came from a huge baseball family, so you know, week in and week out, I'm in different states. I'm in Richmond, Virginia, playing playing ball with with all these other guys who are at these from these huge schools, and you know, had these huge platforms. So, you know, it took it took a few years for me to really understand. Like, I just had to accept that you know I'm a little different, and that I, naturally I'm going to have to work harder than than the guy with the same in the same boat or same um, ball field as me. So, you know, really, really having to go through that as a child and kind of being the outlier, um, that really helped my mindset a lot mm. because every weekend I was, I was uncomfortable. Um, I, I didn't want to be there at all, but, you know, I knew it was necessary. My parents knew that it was necessary for me to be on that platform and, and to have those types of experiences. You know, you're, you're obviously probably an example within your community where you're from. And we always get brainwashed into like this program to think, oh, because I went to a small school or I'm from a small town, 
I can't do the things that the big city kids can do. And like right. you're a living testament that that really has nothing to do with it. If you know you can do something, yeah. you believe it, and you're willing to work hard, sky's the Man. limit. You know, that's really what it what it came down to. You know, I, I can't I can't count the number of sacrifices and you know friendships and and time management that I went through was coming up just because I knew if I wanted to get to where I wanted to go, you know, I just had had to work really hard. And at that time, you know, it was it was a toss up between baseball and football. Um just getting, being able to get to the college level and, and playing, you know, and, and whatever happened after that happened. But, you know, I always had the goal of playing a college sport, you know, and, and deep down inside me, I literally just had, I had to, to make a way for myself. Mm. Um, and that's what happened. So now you obviously had a great career at Virginia and, you know, getting drafted, going from college to the professional level is already stressful in and of itself. But now you have to deal with the fact that there's a pandemic and, you know, you don't have, I mean, you probably didn't have the preparation time in the, in the, uh, what are they called? What are the, uh, OTAs that they're called? OTAs. Yeah. You probably didn't, did you walk us through that, man? Yeah. So everything was, everything was gravy. Everything was going well. Um, a little over a year ago, I was in the same spot now training for the combine. Um, luckily we had the combine. I had a really good combine. As far as interviews and testing, like you said, I was two, I was two twenty five, and I ran the fastest I've ever had, I've ran in my life. So, um, I had the combine. The combine really, really helped me out a lot. So, after that, you know, about a week or two later, this the whole pandemic thing started happening. Well, honestly, I didn't let that bother me, or I didn't let it affect me because I I knew that I had already put in the time and the work that I needed. And I literally, I, I put it in God's hands and, you know, I accepted that whatever was going to happen was going to happen. So, you know, our pro day got canceled, didn't have pro day. Mm. Um, OTAs got canceled. Rookie mini camp got canceled. So literally every, everything was canceled. So we were going to go from the draft into, into preseason. Um, but, you know, it's, I'm the type of person where I can see a positive in all situations and I can say that, you know, the time, the time that I used during that, the pandemic kind of helped me um, elevate and become a better person, become a better ball player. So, you know, the fact that I didn't let it really mess up my mindset or I didn't have a bunch of what ifs mm. during this time because I knew whatever was going to happen was already written, wow. basically. Wow. As you talk about a higher state of consciousness for you to be able to to yeah. look, to have that perspective and and to be able to say like you know like I'm gonna do what I can do and control what I can control and then anything else I'm gonna let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, and I mean that's really <laughs> a lot of times you know that's that, that's all we can do is control the controllables. So is this you know? is this your outlook on life overall? Like is this how you it's like good. you approach life? I've always had that optimistic approach to life, but you know at this point in my life it's gotten. Like it's really up there now, and that's really how I look at life. Um, and you know, about like the people I'm around the most, like you know, my girlfriend, for example, like sometimes that kind of bothers her. I'm like, whatever, like whatever's gonna happen, gonna happen. Like, we had a trip planned, 
and I completely lost my car keys. Like I had no idea. Oh boy. And we were leaving and we were oh man. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. <laughs> we, were, we were literally leaving the, the next morning. So I'm we were without a without a car. Uh, we were all packed up and ready to go. And I'm literally like, yo, like we'll figure it out. It is out, what man. it is, right? <laughs> like we we will literally be okay. She's like, no, nah, nah, blah, blah, blah. So, man, all this happens, and I get a phone call from one of the guys that I played football with, him, and his family lives in Miami. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I started talking. I'm like, like I'm, in a, I'm in a tight spot. Like, it's okay if I borrow your car for the weekend. He's like, no problem. Like, come get it. Blah, blah, blah. So, man, it worked out. Dude, <laughs> bro, that, that is – this is what I try to tell people all the time, man. Like, <laughs> like – you got to be careful when you understand that your thoughts and your and your feelings and what you like, it's all energy, right? Exactly. So what I put exactly. out, I'm always going to get back. So, yeah, you had a situation that was like, OK, maybe the odds were stacked against you. You still have a choice to look at it like from a positive light. You do that. And then look, your boy who's in Miami, like you have a like it ended up working. You end yeah. up getting what you ultimately you just didn't have the car, your car it was someone else's car. Someone else's car. But in my mind, like. I literally would not accept the fact that we weren't going to make the trip that it wasn't going to work out. Like I knew, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. Like a, I was going to find my keys because I, I still haven't found them. Right. I don't know what to <laughs> or, or B, I was going to get a car from somewhere somehow. And you know, it was B. So there was no, if I hear you right. And I'm how you do anything you'll do and everything. I like, you don't accept what most people like, you don't even look at things in the negative light. So therefore you don't even entertain or give energy to that. So even when a situation is stacked against you, it's like, nah, like, nah, we're going to figure out how to make this work. You know, you know what? Because my whole life per se, like as far as being an athlete, you know, the situation has been stacked against me. Mm. Like just the fact that I'm in this situ- the position and the situation that I am in right now, man, it's just, it's, it's an absolute blessing. And I can, like, the, the feelings I get sometimes, thinking about it, I cannot make it up. So, I mean, just the fact that I was able to to accomplish making it to the highest level of professional football, like, when, when stuff like that happens, there's nothing in me that even triggers. I don't, I don't have, like, a panic button for it, mm. you know, because I know how to maneuver and how to overcome certain things and get to where I want to, where I want to be. Do you, do you realize, like, can you see this for yourself? Do you realize that this isn't like most of the population does not have this quality? Like, do you see this within your, your occupation, your job where most guys like, like they don't view things the way you do like this? Right. Oh no, absolutely. I see it every day. Um, you know, whether it's my occupation or not, you know, I, I completely see that for sure. Wow. That's it's always cool to me, like to sit back and do these interviews with these high achieving um, performers and see them. And we see the surface level, but then when you dig deeper and you see, it's like, nah, like, of course he was going to be where he was. Like, look the way he thinks, look the way he approaches every situation. Why would he not? Like, right? It was, yeah, man. It was, it was, I actually had that conversation with my mom last weekend. Uh, we were just talking about some things and, you know, she was just looking back and thinking back on my life and just talking about, um, my drive and you know how I at, even at a young age I, I always I was always focused and there was something in me you know that to make it make things happen now that you're at the NFL level you're the professional level <clears throat> what is uh 
what's one thing that you, when you realized that you were going to get there using your platform, like, was there anything or is there anything that you want to do like to help people using the platform that you have? Oh, for sure. So my, my biggest thing, um, I, I really understand how important, like your age, your, the age, the youth age, how important that is. So my biggest thing now is, and just, just reaching out to the kids who, who have these dreams and, you know, they might not think there's hope or, you know, that they're struggling a little bit and, you know, just using myself as an example of like, you can literally do whatever you want to do. So for me right now, being able to say that I'm in the NFL, you know, I love to like, for example, I went back home this past weekend and um, Virginia's playing spring football right now. So I went and talked to the, to the football team of my high school and, you know, just really, literally just putting the picture in their head mm. that, you know, that you can really do whatever you want. So th- at this point in my life right now, I'm big into giving back to the youth. Mm. So who was that for you when you were growing up? You, Joe Reed now for the youth in your, in your community, who was that for you when you were coming up? Honestly, it was my dad, mm. wow. <laughs> you know, uh, being able to look up to him, you know, he, he, he played uh, baseball and, you know, played a little bit of football too. And he was, he was like my coach for, for everything. So uh, he was definitely that person. You said something that's so important um, that I think as adults, we forget. You can never be something that you don't first believe that you're capable of being. And for a child, most of the time, they get their belief on, based on what they see. So if they see a guy who made it from where they're from or who looks like them or uh, whatever the case may be, if they see that they made it to the quote unquote highest level, this plants the seed of belief in them. And for you to consciously say, you know what, I know I'm that and I'm going to continue to help them believe and dream that they can be me or be better than me. Dude, that's that's amazing, man. That's, That's the epitome of giving back. Right. No, it, it, it's important. It's important because, I mean, I, I know it's there. I know it's it's been there for a while. I, I play guys that came up um, before me in high school, man, absolute ballers and people that I played with, like ballers, you know, but it's just this this extra this extra notch you have to hit mm. and really, really go and grab what you want. Man, dude, this is I can't wait to dive in a little deeper here. We're going we're going to take a break here. When we get back, we're going to. We're going to dive in a little deeper, get into the the personal side of Joe Reed. We'll be right back, y'all. We'd like to welcome you back to the Pathway to Your Results podcast. I'm here with Los Angeles Chargers um, player Joe Reed. And Joe, we, we talked about how important it is for you to be able to basically know and believe in yourself. And then you, you know, we, we touched on how once you do this, you go back and you teach others. You teach others how to do this. Being at the level that you're at, right? Being in professional sports, we while yes, it's still a game, it's also more of a business. Mm-hmm. How challenging has this been for you, or if if it's challenging at all, for you to still maintain that childlike love? for the game, even though it is a business and dollars and cents are involved? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's been a challenge um, just because I know how the, how the game works. And, you know, every time you, you go up a level, it's going to be a little bit different. 
you know, from playing from middle school to high school is different, high school to college, um, et cetera. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you genuinely love this game at some point, it'll love you back. <clears throat> and, you know, I've, I've, I've understood that. And, you know, I know that, that the timing might not be always what I want it to be, but it'll work out. And it, it, it's this timing for a reason. So, um, you know, really, I, I wouldn't say that, that there were challenges. I would say that there have been learning experiences and, you know, opportunities for me to, to grow as a football player and a person during this process. What was the toughest thing your rookie year? I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about how you didn't, you didn't maybe get the preparation that most rookies got in the past just because of the you know, pandemic and guidelines and everything. But what's one unforeseen challenge or um, hurdle that you had to overcome as a rookie? You're like, yo, I didn't. I mean, I knew it was going to be this, but I didn't think it was going to be this. <laughs> you know what? It took me. It took me being in the locker room and being on the practice field to really understand. Like, I obviously I'm a grown. I'm a grown man, but I'm like, I'm out here with with, with these dudes <laughs> that have been in the league for seven, eight years. And when you've been playing this level of, of football for that long, you're gonna be a different animal. So Smart. Yeah, you are so smart. And the game is just slower for those type of guys. So, you know, being able to to be out there and, and, and play play alongside guys like Keenan Island and Casey Hayward and Chris Harris, like guys who have been been in the league for five plus years. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing for me was just trying to keep up with, you know, their their level of intelligence for the game. Um, which was, you know, was a true, true learning experience for me. You know, for example, we're doing one-on-ones. I mean, guys like Casey and Chris, they've seen every type of release route that you can think of and, you know, just their knowledge of the game. So here I am, I have to, you know, I had to be quicker with my thinking, be quicker with my, my reaction. So I would say, you know, just just being in that level of, of play was, was uh, you know, a little different for me. Now I would imagine, you know, I went from college to the professional levels. Like dudes are a little quicker, they're a little longer, they're a little stronger. Was there any point in the game or in practice when you maybe got hit and you were like, "Yo, this is they don't hit like this in college." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say you know return kickoff. So obviously a few 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 uh, kickoffs. I had that. Um, oh man, one time I was I was playing. I was the gunner on punt, so I mean, I'm, I'm to the outside and I just free release and go. Mm. But this time, you know, I got double teamed. <laughs> and when you when you're a gunner, it, it's hard enough to get down there. But when they throw two two people at you like that, you know, it, it it's not it per se. So that that experience for sure, <clears throat> kind of it was kind of a wake up experience for me. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you this question. I've been wanting to ask this. It's what 2003, right? 2003, I've been wanting to ask this question to anybody. When I was in college, the basketball team used to have to help out at football games. So we would have to do like ticket sales or uh, uh, the, the flags or whatever it's called, the, um, the pins, right? Right, right, right. So I'm on the sideline and I'm watching the kickoff. Like it's one thing to be in the stands, but it's another thing when you like right there on the field and I'm watching how fast these dudes are running and how hard they're hitting each other. Okay, yeah. so I need to ask you this because I played football for a year when I was in fourth grade and I actually was set up. My best friend told me he was going to play. We we're going to play together, be on the same team. And then right before season started, he quit. 
So and my mom, oh, my mom right. wouldn't let me quit. So I had to play football and I hated it. As, as, as she should. <laughs> right. <laughs> but started, I think I think every game I cried, though, because I got hit. They put me at quarterback and running back. I was getting tore up. But, you know funny? but I used to cry every game, too. See, I knew I see I should have stayed with it, man. I would have been in the league with you, man. Game. No, but <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm sitting here watching these guys. and I'm like, yo, they were really running full speed at each other, hitting each other. How can the guy who's catching the ball, like, what is the mindset? Walk me through that. I've been wanting to ask this for the longest to anybody. Like, how you got grown men who are 220 plus coming at you at, I don't know, 18 miles an hour. What is the mindset? Man, honestly, bro, I can just, we're not wired. We're not wired. (laughs) That's the answer I was looking for. (laughs) You're a different breed, man. Crazy as it sounds, it's just not something we even think about. Man. Like, the thought, you know, the, I don't, it's just, and it's what we love. And like, as a child, nobody, when I started playing football around the age of six, maybe seven, you know, nobody wanted to, re- to do kickoff return. I'm like, like, I will do it. And then from that, from that time, I just fell in love with just the idea of I'm running full speed. I'm running as fast as I can at another Another human being who's running as fast as he as he can. He wants to just take my head off. Um, Man. So at the end of the day, it's just it's a, it's a complete thrill for us, and you know it doesn't, doesn't bother us at all. So. That that was, am I right? When I saw it, I was like, okay, UFC fighters, boxers, and football players, their mindsets are off. You got to put that in a whole another category, oh, like yeah. on their own, like <laughs> right. I and I like I said, I I just. I was a soccer and basketball player. I couldn't. I couldn't do the hitting though. Uh, and I would rather, man. When I play, I played uh, basketball until my junior year of high school. And my least favorite sports like situation ever is being at the free throw line during a, a close game. Really? So when I yes. So when I see a basketball player doing that. You know, I kind of have the same thought process as you're asking right, me. Right, right. You know, like, oh, man, KG, still oh, in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to me, that is truly amazing because I, I would have freaked out. <laughs> that's that's so – to me, that's yeah. the amazing That's the amazing part of being a human being, how we can yeah. take a situation and based on how you perceive it and based on how I perceive it, like, this is what ultimately determines each of our realities and – uh, to me, the most beautiful part about human beings is that we all have our own individual subjective lens that we view life and 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 recognizing and acknowledging and embracing the way you look at it. Like, right. I think it's the coolest thing in the world to hear football players say, man, I love it. Right. And then to hear you say this thing, free throw, I'm like, man, I love shooting free throws with the game on the line. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> a beautiful thing, man. Let me ask you this. What was that feeling like when you scored your first touchdown? Can, can you put that? Can you even articulate that? So, obviously, I knew the play was coming up at some point in the game. Um, you know, I was more. I played. I played every single special team. I got a few offensive snaps. So, you know, I'm, I'm making the most of my opportunities as I always sure. do. So, I'm looking at the play. This is Saturday night in the hotel. I'm looking at the play. I'm like I'm, I'm, when, they, when they call this play, I'm scoring. You knew, so play, you knew when they like I know this is going to be a touchdown if I get it. I I knew, and I told like I I told my boys the night before, 
I told my girlfriend, I'm like, when I score, I'm gonna wave at you because I'm I'm scoring tomorrow. <laughs> Whether she, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. They called the play, and I'm like, I'm I'm like, oh, that like I'm about to score my first NFL touch. <laughs> like by any by any means, I am getting. And if you look at the if you look at the review and like the replay, I mean, they had me at all different ty- types of angles to get me before I scored. But you know, I had already made my mind up, <clears throat> so. Man, just I remember just coming home from from church on Sundays and watching NFL football and you know just just trying to visualize myself in their shoes and to be able to do that you know in real life in real time is like it's still I still get get a, a rush thinking about that play. Man, you said some things throughout this interview that I'm finding across the board with these quote unquote high achievers. One. They always believe that they can do something, regardless of what the circumstances say. They know they have this inner knowing. Kyle said the same thing. He's like, I knew I was going to be this, this and this way back when. But then the other thing is, too, you you just you just touched on like you said, like I visualized it like I saw it hours, 24 hours before it ever became a reality. And I'm learning, you know, I'm not going to get into it now, but like this is ultimately how you create your life. Right. Oh, it is. Like you visualize it and then it happens. Right. And for me, it's always been, I've always had models of, of people that like for baseball, it was David Ortiz. Mm. Um, David Ortiz, I, I saw him a huge Red Sox fan. David Ortiz was a, a big lefty. I grew up, I was a big lefty. Mm. Um, looked like me, played, we played. And so, and it's not even like trying to be another person, but like when I'm in the batter's box, I'm David Ortiz, wow. and I'm gonna be in the MLB one yeah. day, you know. Wore so my pants like him, wore, wore my you know, whole uniform like him. So it was the same, the same with football. So man, you know, just visual, visualizing myself as someone who is who is already doing it um, is kind of what, what got me there. I, ju- I just read something in a book today, and they were talking about how the human brain does not understand the difference between reality and imagination. So they did brain scans and they showed like if you pretended to win the lottery, you imagined it versus you, the, someone who actually won the lottery, their brain scans will look the exact same. Right. That's powerful. That, that is that's truly powerful. Yeah. I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> so you, you, like if I hear you right, you, you must already believe you were that before you're that and that's why you ended up being that. I would say so. I would say so. And it's just, it's crazy because a lot of times I just look back at my life and I was doing a lot of things that I didn't quite understand or I felt like I didn't even have control over what I was doing and and what I was thinking. Like stuff, a lot of things, a lot of times stuff would just happen to me, like, like really good stuff Mm. out of nowhere. And, you know, just looking back at it, you know, I just, it's, it's truly amazing. It's truly amazing. Man, this is this is just so life giving because a lot of people these are these are the unseen things that no one gets to see. And I want to touch on something else. I saw on your social media. Uh, I think it was last week. You were you were doing yoga, right? How, how? Oh yeah. What has done? How? What has that done for your career or or any other type of practice, whether it's meditation or mindfulness, whatever it is? What has that done for you? Yo, I have I have never felt this good 
and my 23 years of wow. life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and I start I start every week off with a yoga session. Um, and my instructor, she's really big into meditation. Mm. So we med- the first thing we do when we go on the mat is we meditate. So even just starting my week off like that and, and with a refreshing yoga session has really just given me this whole, this different entire outlook on, on life. Mm. And as an athlete, um, the last, you know, the last thing we talk about at, during our sessions is is thanking our bodies for the amazing things mm. that that our bodies can do for us. And, you know, I've been playing ball all my life, and it, it took her saying that to really, really understand. Like our bodies are truly, truly amazing. Yeah. So now I'm just really mindful of what I put into my mm. body. Um, how I what I have to do to help my body recover and just really just like treat my body like like which it is it's everything you know I mean it's how right. how I earn my paycheck um but yeah just just doing yoga for these last few months has really helped me get get in touch with my mind and my body as a whole and you know, it's done wonders for me this is something that um I tell I tell people all the time I'm like I don't I don't know how much longer I got here on Earth I guess nobody really does but like I'm gonna preach this and teach this as much as I can because once you figure out a what you are and b how your mind operates and what exactly it's for and everything you will li- literally see that you are limitless like you have no limits and no limits. like you, hearing you say that this is the best your body's felt in 23 years like. It sounds like like you're starting to grab hold of this thing called the mind and you're cultivating it and forming it the way you want. And then everything else after that just has to listen to whatever the mind says, the body. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And that, that's exactly where where I've gotten to. And man, and, and what's helped me a lot is expressing and, and teaching p- people like how I'm feeling and what I've been learning, you know, especially with. with you know, the two of us talking on the side and that's helped me too, because I'm the type where talking about it and, and, and teaching it helps me mm. better understand what's going on. It's funny you say that there's, there's something called neuroplasticity. So basically when you learn something new, your brain creates new neural pathways. So you literally think of it like roadways in your brain and you're forming new pathways now. See what we always well, we always get taught or we don't get taught that, oh, well, you can you can learn new things, but we don't understand really the importance of it. So you talking about it only cements more of these neural pathways for you to then start living it out. And you're do your living testament. You're seeing the results based on you changing the way you perceive and think and cultivating the mind through meditation and yoga and everything. So right. it's amazing, man. Truly. And it's gotten to the point where, man, like I'm questioning, like, why? <laughs> Why isn't this type of stuff implemented in school? Man, I mean, can you can you imagine at least starting at the middle school level, right. if not late elementary? Like, could you imagine if if this was something you know that 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 schools did a few times a week, or you know, um, to start the day off, or you know, teachers saying, "Okay, meditate," and and, and teaching them how to do this? Oh man, it'd be life. Oh man, it would. We'd have a. Let's just say this: our world would look a lot different. I agree. Yeah. I fully agree. Well, 
Joe, I could talk to you for hours, man. Seriously, we're gonna we're gonna have to. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna come out to L.A. I'm gonna come out to L.A. I'm gonna soak up this L.A. sun with you. We're gonna catch dinner somewhere. We're gonna chop okay. it up in person. I, I'm I'm putting it out there so everyone can hear it. Hold me to it because we're gonna we're gonna do this, man. We're gonna continue this conversation in person. Absolutely, absolutely, man. You know where to find. Yeah, me. man. Well, we appreciate you being on, man, and uh, all the best. We'll be rooting for you, and uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing. Of course, you. man. Until next time, we hope that you continue to find your way in life and continue on your pathway to your results. I'm Derek Grant. We'll see you later.